Are you ready for the word? Are you ready for the word? Are you ready for the word? Bam! Uh, church declaration? Okay, everybody with me. This is my Bible. My Bible is the Word of God. The Word of God is Jesus Christ. It is my weapon because it is infallible. Everybody stand up. Play sickness. This Word defeats demons. This Word eradicates hidden faults, deliberate sin, transgressions, and abomination. My Bible is the ultimate truth. This truth invades the darkness and exposes weakness, lies, cowardice, and doubt. My Bible injects hope, love, and trust into my insecurities, demanding that I raise my level of expectation. It assures me that my Lord guarantees that I will triumph over all the forces in this world arrayed against me because he is the God of the angel armies. I conquer, I see results, I overcome because of my Bible. <laughs> I like this one. So uh, this is the scripture that we are standing on and the Lord has put no cable connected. This, <laughs> this is the scripture. The scripture is right when we get to the word, all sorts of trouble. It is from Habakkuk, right? And uh, we've had it at the, um, as, whoa, as one of the um, scriptures to go. But I'm going to read it for you because I paraphrase it, but I'm, I'm going to read it. Right before um, this in verse 16c, um, Habakkuk has said that he will wait patiently on the Lord to destroy the people who have come to destroy them, right? So it reads like this, though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines, though the product of the olive fails. Now, this is how they make their money, right? Through grapes and olives. And the fields yield no food. Though the flock is cut off from the fold, meaning there are some sheep that can't get back home, so they will die in the field. And there is no cattle in the stalls. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice means to see joy. Yet will I see joy in the Lord. I will exult him. I will exult in the victorious God of my salvation. Next. The Lord God is my strength. This is my, his stronger self talking to his weaker self. The Lord God, I ain't worried about that. I ain't worried about that. Where's my picture? It's at home. I looked at it this morning. Nicole, I looked at it this morning. I was like, I'm, my picture. The Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invincible army, meaning nothing can overtake him. He makes my feet like hind's feet, the feet of a deer, and I, and will make me walk. I put this in red, not to stand still in terror, but to walk one foot in front of the other. No matter what I'm looking at, one foot in front of the other. No matter what I think, one foot in front of the other. No matter what it seems like, one foot in front of the other. Make me walk, not stand still in terror. And because I put the and in blue because they have it in italics in the Bible. And I'm like, why is it in italics? Because God is doing a couple things here, right? He's helping us to walk and he's making sure that we get the provision and protection. 
provision and protection, original promises by God, and make spiritual progress upon my high places, which are places of trouble, places of suffering, places of responsibility. Now, I put responsibility in red because when we think about responsibility, why should that be negative? But we are responsible for a lot of things that some of us don't, shouldn't have to be responsible for, right? We are responsible for those things, so the Lord has to see us through. I was responsible for my aunt. I had to fly back and forth to Chicago. It should have fallen on somebody older than me because she was somebody else. She was my great aunt, but I had to take care of it. I had to take care of her household, my household. I had to keep her from shooting people when they tried to, you know, all kinds of stuff, right? Had to put her in all kinds of stuff. So God gives us what we need no matter what's going on, no matter what is going on. Now, I, I want to talk about this uh, prophet for a, a little bit, Habakkuk. Habakkuk, there's, there's little bit, little known about him. But Habakkuk wrote this and then nobody heard nothing else from him. He did what God said, nobody heard anything else from him. The thing about him is he questioned the Lord, not only questioned him, he was like, well, what are you doing? None of the other prophets did that. Even Ezekiel didn't do that. He, God took him through some stuff. He was like, what are you doing? What is going on? Because this is the scene. Habakkuk cries out to the Lord. He says, Lord, I see all these other people. This dude right here, I know I ain't serving you. He got three cars, two houses. You blessing him. Why are you blessing him? And I'm not being blessed. And the Lord responds to him. In, in the word, it says, the Lord answers him. Right? And I'm like, how does God answer him? We'll get to that. But God answers him, and God says, well, this is what I'm going to do, because I'm tired of it too. I'm sending the Babylonians to wreak havoc on you guys. And Habakkuk's like, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. You're sending some heathens to imprison us, but I thought you loved us. And the Lord says, I do love you. That's why I'm doing this. And Habakkuk's like, wait a minute. <laughs> like in a movie we saw, he said, could you love me less? Could you love me less, Lord? Love me less. <laughs> He says, I'm sending them to you, and they're going to destroy you. You guys, it's going to be awful. You guys are going to be in bondage. It's going to be terrible. And Habakkuk's like, how is that a blessing? And then the Lord says, and then I'll come, and I'll wipe them out so everyone can see the glory of the Lord because we need to be reminded who God is. I want a miracle. Make me a miracle. I believe this is the time of miracles, but we don't recognize them when they come. When God does something, we don't recognize it as a miracle, Calista. We say, oh, okay, we rationalize it away. So then we say, there are no miracles. But God sends miracles all the time. We woke up this morning, that's a miracle. As my assistant pastor says, put it back up, please. As my assistant pastor says, it's a minor miracle. It is, I woke up this morning. It's a minor miracle. My neighbor didn't pop off. That's a minor miracle, right? I didn't have my fingers wrapped. That's a minor miracle, right? Stuff's going on. We bought groceries this week. That's a minor miracle. We paid rent this week. That's a minor miracle. We don't, we don't think about these things. And the Lord says, well, if you don't appreciate the minor miracles, why should I do something major? And I talk about Dot all the time because I was there when she had the surgery, and the guy was like, yeah, y'all can forget the, the kid thing. But she's in the room with your daughter <laughs> trying to be like Naila, want to go hang out with Naila. She's a miracle. She ain't a minor miracle. She's a major miracle, right? That's our remembrancer. God sends remembrancers. So Habakkuk, the interesting thing about him is in rabbinic lore, uh, literature, Jewish literature, Habakkuk is the prophet that fed Daniel when he was in the lion's den, right? So, yeah, so he's at home making stew, and the Lord says, go feed Daniel in the lion's den in, in Babylon, <laughs> He's like, I don't know where this lion's den is. I don't, I, don't even, I don't know Babylon. And in rabbinic literature, they say that the angel of the Lord snatched him from there, took him there in the lion's den. He fed Daniel, took him back home. He is also, you didn't know this, he is also supposed to be the son of the Shunammite woman. Remember the Shunammite woman when uh, the... Prophet Eli uh, 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 Elisha said, what do you need? And she said, I don't, have an, I don't have a son. And he said, this time next year you'll have a son. And she said, don't, don't play with me. Don't, don't say that I, it's a, I think it's a 2 Kings 4. Uh, 
don't play with me. And, and he was born. And then he, he, got, he had a headache and he died. And she didn't tell her husband. And she said, go get me a, chi- uh, a, a horse. And she went to him and she's like, I told you not to do this. And Elisha said, okay. She didn't tell anybody what was going on. She just went to the man of God. That's who Habakkuk is supposed to be. And I was like, I was like, wow, that's really interesting, Lord. What is, what is all this information about? What is all this information about? Well, I'm going to tell you the title of my um, message in a minute, um, but I want to tell you a quick story. I want to tell you a quick story about a guy named Zach. You with me? Zach. Zach came out of the womb a football player. Came out of the womb a football player. He was a football player because his dad Peter was a football player. His dad Peter didn't have the talent. He didn't have the gifts. He did high school, but he could go no further but he wanted his son to be a football player. And Zach came out of the womb holding a Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> a Pittsburgh Steelers flag, a terrible towel. He had black and yellow, black and yellow, right? He was singing the song when he was black and yellow, right? He came out of the womb. And his father noticed early on in peewee football that he had the talent. He was gifted in peewee football. So people flocked to him. They told him he was talented. His father's like, you going to the NFL, going to the NFL. Pee wee football, he played in middle school. He played in junior high school. He even played on the leagues that are not in school, right? And everybody told him, you're going to be in the NFL. You're going to the NFL. You're talented. Trophies, all kinds of trophies because he was talented. God gifted him with the, everything that he needed, right? He had the talent. He had the drive. He was going to do it. He was going to the NFL. And then Zach started to believe, I'm going to the NFL because everybody was telling him, I'm going to the NFL. He got a room full of football trophies. You know, going to the NFL, everybody was telling him, Zach Peckinpah is going to the NFL, right? And as he went on, he was in high school, and he played, he played defense and offense. He was that good. And his father told him, you're going to the NFL, this thing and that thing, preparing him. Go to college. He gets all of these offers, right? All of these offers. He picks the college he's going to go to. He had an athletic scholarship and an academic scholarship to go to the college of his choice. He goes to the college, he's a freshman, they redshirt him. Redshirt is you don't play the first year, right? You don't play the first year because you have to learn the defense. You don't play the first year because you have to learn the offense. You don't play the first year because you're not big enough. You need to go work out, right? So his father's like, look, why don't you come run these bleachers with me? I used to do it when I was a, I was a kid. I'm telling you, after the first time you throw up to get all those toxins out, you'll be okay. It's like, it's like I ain't trying to do that. I ain't trying to do that. Why did he redshirt me? I'm better than that senior. I'm better than him, right? But he was like, son, this is what, this is what it takes. You're going to the NFL. Zach's like, yeah, I'm Zach Peckinpah. I'm going to the NFL, right? But they redshirted. And Zach starts to grumble. He was like, well, what's going on? Why aren't you playing me? Redshirt all freshmen. You got to learn our system. You got to learn what we do here. You have to learn what's going on. You got to be prepared for where you're going, right? Zach's grumbling. Ah, nah, nah. Okay, so he, try, he starts going to the gym a little bit, da-da-da-da. He starts doing a little of what he's supposed to do, but he's grumbling all the time. He's talking to his friends, calling his girlfriend, talking to his mom. His mom doesn't really understand football. She doesn't really care, so she kind of engages him in this negative speak. It's okay, baby. You're going to the NFL. And Zach, yeah, mom, I'm better than They got a dude named Bryce. He's a senior. I'm better than him. Uh, and we're, you know, when we're practice, I, you know, I'm all over him. I stand up and I'm like, uh. And I'm a freshman. I'm Zach Peckinpah. I'm going to the NFL, right? So what he decides is, I don't want to go to this school anymore because they redshirted me. I, they don't know who I am. So he talks to his father. His father's like, you know what? I think you're right. His mom, yes, baby, you go where you should go. They go to another school. He's still a freshman, midseason. They redshirt him because he's a freshman, <laughs> right? But he was like, you guys know who I am? I'm Zach Peckinpah. I'm going to the NFL. Why are you redshirting me? Y'all don't know? Y'all don't know? You see what I do in practice? But his coach is telling him, look, you got to... You got to do more protein. You got to gain like at least 20 pounds, right? You got to do this. You got to do that. His father's like, look, son, all I need is two days out of the week, 20 minutes. We run the bleachers. After the first time you throw up, <laughs> you're going to be all right because you get all the toxins. But he, he can't hear because he's Zach Peckinpah and he's going to the NFL. People are trying to tell him. People are trying to tell him, right? So he stays at this school his second year. They're like, all right. He does really well in practice. But his DB coach, because he's a defensive back, says, you know what? You need to wait 
puts him on special teams. He's like, special teams? Special teams? I'm all over these guys. Why you put me on special teams? So he nags him. He nags him. He nags him. He nags him. One game, they're up 20 points. Zach's nagging him. I want to show you what I could do. He puts him in. He puts him in. He runs to the running back. The running back runs over him. He breaks his collarbone. He's out for the rest of the season. So now he has to rehab. Now he has to rehab because he didn't make the weight. Now he's a rehab because he didn't do the bleachers, so he doesn't have the stamina, he doesn't have the strength. Now he has to rehab. So in addition to learning this system, he has to rehab. He broke his collarbone, so he rehabs. He gets back, he thinks he's better. He tells his coach, put me in. He's like, no, 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 just wait, just wait, just wait. You know, no, no, I wanna practice, I'm ready. He's like, nah, just a couple more weeks, a couple more weeks. But Zach's, you know, so they're doing one-on-ones when it's just one-on-one, there's seven-on-sevens. So he decides to run out when the coach isn't looking because he wants to show everybody. He gets out there, bam! He re-injures his shoulder, and he also hurts himself again. So now he has two injuries he's got to deal with. Two injuries, right? So Zach Peckinpah, I'm going to the NFL. That's what he's telling himself. I'm going to the NFL. But because he's not in rotation, he gets further and further down the list. And as he gets further and further down the list, he gets angry and frustrated because they're not using me. They're not using me. They're against me. They don't like me. They don't like me because I'm better than them. Meanwhile, Bryce is in the NFL, (laughs) right? So he quits. He drops out of school. Now, Zach Peckinpah, who was supposed to be going to the NFL, is over at the high school in Reseda. And he's a custodial engineer because he dropped out of school. And what he does is he helps, or he goes to talk to the football coach and tell him what, he, what he's doing wrong. But he was supposed to be in the NFL. We have all fallen short of the glory of the Lord. What I want to talk to you about today is divine delay. Can you put that up? Divine delay. Can you put up divine delay for me? Nicole, it's at the beginning. Oh, right, uh, yeah, it's at the beginning. Just put divine delay. I want to talk to you about divine delay. And as you look at this title, divine delay, uh, Nicole is going to play something for you. It's, it's an old song, but I want you to listen to the lyrics. All right? Divine delay. I want you to listen to the lyrics. A lot of you know it. A lot of you are more saved than me. I just got turned on to some Donnie McClurkin stuff that is like eight years old, but that's okay. <laughs> but you guys, most of you know this song. This is the one song I, I, I like from this man. I, I like him, but I really like this song. And um, I just want you to listen to the lyrics. Most of you should know it or have heard it. I'm sure you've heard it. But listen to, let the lyrics wash over you. And I want you to think about divine delay as they're playing it. It's not playing. I gave it to you. I understand. Technical difficulties. Divine delay. I'm going to make this brief because it's already one. So what I have for you, help me, Lord. Lord, if What does God say? What did he say? And then he said, one more day, mm, one more step. See, I'm preparing you for myself. And when you can't hear my voice, yes, yes. Please trust my plan. I am the Lord, I see, and yes. Just trying to make it through That's when he 
and a yes, I understand. Lord, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for seeing everything that we go through. We thank you for being there for everything we go through, Lord. We thank you for making a way, Lord. Bless your servant now, Lord. Put the words on my tongue, Lord. May the words deliver, Lord. May the words save, Lord. May the words heal. May the words grind the chains into dust, Lord. May your servant do exactly what you want him to do, Lord. And may it touch the hearts of everyone here. In Jesus' name, amen. If you can't hear my voice, please trust my plan. I'm the Lord, I see, and yes, I understand. So I'm a firm believer. The GPS never works right with me, but I'm a firm believer in God's first directive. People say, I'm praying, and God told me to do this one thing. Okay, two weeks later, well, I'm praying. Well, what did God say? I haven't heard from him. Well, what's the last thing he said? He said to wait. Then that's what you need to be doing. But we always want to... You know, and it, I trust God that way, but I don't trust my GPS that way. That's why I always get lost. Because the GPS will tell you the next thing to do, right, when it's time to do it, but it won't tell you before it's time to do it. And God's the same way. Why would he tell you when it's not time? Just like Zach Peckinpah. Sometimes you're not ready, right? So when we talk about divine delay, the Lord speaks to us in several different ways. Um, can you put that slide up? How the Lord speaks to us. The Lord spoke to Habakkuk when it says God responded to him. God responded to him in vision and in dreams. So the Lord speaks to us audibly. Some of us, the Lord speaks to audibly, right? The reason God stopped talking to us audibly is because we asked him to. The, they said, the Israelites said, Lord, we don't want you to talk through Moses. So that's why, and the scripture says, I will send a man or woman, a prophet of God, to deliver my message. So the Lord speaks to us audibly. Also, the Lord speaks to us through visions and dreams, our own revelations, and or a message from the Lord by the prophet, the man or woman of God, right? You will hear me and Pastor Risa say, the Lord told me to tell you, you with me the other day, the Lord told me to tell this stranger something. The Lord told me to tell you this. And I'm, I'm at the point now where I, I'm not... I'm not callous about it, Stephen. I'm not callous about it. I just say, when people say, well, I don't believe in God. They ain't got to do with me. That's between you and God. God told me to tell you this. Bless you. Bye. Done. I did what I was supposed to do. Right? So 
And the other way is through internal dialogue. Some people call it stream of consciousness, internal dialogue, right? The flow of our thoughts when we're in prayer or we're in meditation, the flow of our thoughts and our conscious mind. So uh, you have to listen because it's a dialogue and ain't a monologue. We think prayer is a monologue. Okay, you have to listen because it's a dialogue, not a monologue. We think prayer is a monologue. It ain't a monologue, it's a dialogue. You ask God, you talk to God, God will tell you if you listen. And then you'll say, like I do sometimes, that ain't God, that's me. And then God will repeat himself. You'll be like, nah, nah, that ain't God, that's me. And then God's under, he'll repeat himself. That ain't God, it's me. But then God will come to you, Steph, and he'll say, what I say? And you know it's God. You know the voice of God. You know the voice of God. When I was in my, in my, in my other life, when I was doing certain things, there are certain things now where I, when, I replay my, when I replay my life, Rod, there are certain things that I remember when I would walk into situations. I would hear my name, knowing that nobody there knew my name. And I would go, and it sounded like my father. It sounded like my biological father. We weren't even talking. My biological, as you say, Sandra. It, I would be doing something or about to do something, and I know I didn't have any business doing it, and, you know, who knew what the consequences or repercussions were going to be? And I would hear Daryl, and I would go, huh? And I was like, hold on. Every time I'd be like, hold on, I think I, I, think I heard my father. And I would go, but by the time I came back, and maybe I missed, by the time I came back, the situation was done. It wasn't the way it, so it had deaded itself, as we say. But it was my father. I just didn't know it was that father. So this is how the Lord speaks to us. He speaks to us audibly through visions and dreams and internal dialogue. You guys understand internal dialogue? When I, okay. All right. So this is the thing. We're going to talk about the how of divine delay. We're going to talk about the what is divine delay. And we're going to talk about why divine delay. Right? How? The what, the why of divine delay. So let's start with the what. What is divine delay? Is God stopping you? That's it. Heavenly, divine is heavenly. Qualities that are godly or godlike. Delay is to put off till later. Time, to disrupt the progress of. Delay. Procrastination. I put procrastination in red because that ain't God. That's you. That's Rod delay. That's Daryl delay. That's Zandra delay. That's just delay. Josh delay. Right? We delay ourselves. Put ourselves in situations that we shouldn't be in. Do stuff that God told us not to do. And then we messed up. We procrastinate. God says, move at that moment. I need you to text this person right now. I need you to call this person right now. I need you to do this right now. I need you to step to the right right now. There is something going on in the spirit realm, and God is trying to protect you, Stephanie, from it. God is trying to warn you, Stephanie, about it. God is trying to direct you so you can go where you're supposed to go, but we don't do it. I am terrible. When I wash the dishes, because I love the kitchen to be clean, I hate the kitchen to be dirty. I love the dishes to be clean, and we made a pack. If she puts them away, I'll wash them. There are dishes in the sink right now because I didn't get a chance to do them yesterday. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll get a chance to do them. Yeah, you did your part. Pastor Teresa did her part. She put them away. Uh, so when I'm washing the dishes, I don't like anything to interfere with that because I want to do it and get it done. And then I'm all tidy. You know what I'm saying? Marilyn, it's all tidy. The kitchen's clean. It smells nice. <sighs> I'm done, right? So... <laughs> When Dot is at home with me, I set her up so she could do something. She goes in her room and plays, right? I set up Jake. I give him a bone, whatever. He goes, does his thing. But the Lord will say, I need you to text Stephanie Evans right now. I'm like, you know what? I'll do it later because I'm in a groove right now, man. I got the pots. I got, I'm getting ready to clean the stove right now. I'm getting ready, you know, because I do, because you, you can't clean the kitchen without cleaning the stove. People watch this. You know, you know you got to clean the stove. You don't leave me hanging. What's up? <laughs> got to clean the stove, right? So the Lord will say, I need you to text Stephanie Evans right now. And I'm like, and say what? I'll tell you that when you go to your phone. I'll do it later. 
and I don't text Stephanie, and she needed something at that particular moment that she did not get because I was disobedient. If you don't do what God says, you're disobedient. I ain't, I ain't, no, there's no negotiation. He told you to do this, you didn't do it, he's disobedient. If I tell Dot to do something and she doesn't do it, it's disobedient. And depending on the level of disobedience, it's, yeah, it's a problem. There might be co- consequences and repercussions, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's a problem. So, and we don't do that. And that's what happens when we procrastinate. We cause our own delay. We cause our own problem because God is trying to prepare us and take us someplace. But also to bless somebody else. I don't know what she needed. And there have been times when I stop, when I, make, I try to make myself stop, even in the middle, dry my hands, and uh, go get the phone. Like, you told me, okay, God told me to do, 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 and I'm done. Two minutes. But in my mind, it's like 45 minutes, right? And that's what we do, because we rationalize. I got to do this, 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 but the Lord is speaking to you, and the Lord is going to speak to you more because that is the nature of this house. The nature of this house, the house of Hallelian. The nature of Hallelians is that the Lord speaks to us. And the Lord will continue to speak to you as you do what he says. And it will become easier to do. It will become easier to hear and will become easier to do. And when you do it, you may not, you may not even realize it until 10 years later. Somebody will be like, you know what? You sent this text to me on June 25th at 5 p.m., and I was getting ready to jump off a bridge. You never know what the Lord is trying to do because this is how we get into the why. Why? Because God's ways are not our ways. I know, Zandra, because if God's ways were our ways, I would have fried several people by now. If I had the power, if we were talking about this in rehearsal, if I was Jesus... When they came beefing, what, what? Come up. Better step off. So what I did to him, everybody get in line, right? That's why I wasn't, that's why I'm not Jesus. When people, when people pop off, right? I was doing Uber the other night, right? And I thought about you, I got back in the car. Uber the other night, this dude, I turned the corner, he spit on my car. He just, I stopped the car and got out. And I thought of you, Rod. <laughs> Come on. I stopped the car and got out. Because the thing is, the people have to put their hands on the door and stuff. You know, so he's like, I mean, he, hawked, he, he went from Mississippi with this one. I saw him as we turned. He was like. <sighs> I pulled the car over. I was like, dude, you out your mind? Don't be spitting on my car. And I walked up to him. And the girl he was with, they were drunk. She was like. Thank you so much. And I was like, oh, oh, you being flippant? And I, and I thought of you, Rod. And I was like, Rod, no, I thought of Rod. You know, that's all right. That's bad. I think of you, and I think of Rod. And I should be thinking of Jesus. I, I'm working on that. I'm not as saved as you guys. You guys obviously think of the Lord. I, and I said, Rod would disagree with this. Nan would say, so I, so I just got back in the car. And went and picked up the person. And, you know what, Marilyn? <laughs> You know what, Marilyn? When I dropped the person, because when I picked up the person, because, you know, the doors slide back, so people don't really, the guy went to put his, I was like, don't touch the doors. Don't touch the doors. Let me do it. And he was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm just like, because there's a big loogie on there, and I don't want you to get it on your hand, and then you get it in your hand, and you put it in the car, and I'll be mad. Right? So, so Marilyn, what I did do was I went to a gas station, and when I looked on the side, I didn't see anything. So I'm thinking that, Wherever he spat, somebody must have touched it and it got on their hands. So, but the victory was I got back in the car. <laughs> right, right. So God, yes, yes. And Josh wasn't even there to save me. <laughs> Josh wasn't even there to save me. He saved me at Costco. Did he tell you? He saved me at Costco. This lady was acting up. I don't like to go to Costco on the weekends because I don't like the crowds. I get, I get. And uh, this lady was being, she was, she was just being a nudge. Yeah, she was being special. And I was like, what? And then I heard, 
Pastor Darrell, Pastor Darrell. And I was like, I wasn't doing anything. Well, I was, I was, and it was them. And I was like, Lord, you know, because I, I had it. Because people push, and, and it's like, ah, oh, you know, and they're trying to get to the free samples. And I'm like, I don't even want the free samples. And they push it, and it's just, ah. Uh, but they, Josh and Jeff's there, and, he, and I heard Pastor Darrell. And it brought, brought me back to reality. And it was like, because you have to remember, I have to remember the pastor. I have to take him where, yes, I got to take him wherever I go. I have to remember that I'm a man of God, right? I can't be outside beating up people because they spit on my car, even though I want to, right? Right. I need to go to here. Hold up. I'm, hold up right now. You know, beat the guy up and guy's like, here, here's a $50 tip. Uh, you don't have to Uber, you don't have to Uber me anywhere. I'll just, just so. so God's ways are not our ways, right? Because God is higher than us, right? He has a divine purpose for his delay. I'll say it again. There is a divine purpose for his delay in your life. Because you're not ready to go where God's trying to take you. Zach, Peck, and Paul. You're not strong enough to go where God wants you to go. The people that you're going to see, they're not ready for you yet. Or both. You're not ready. I wasn't ready for her. When we were friends... I wasn't ready to be married. <laughs> she wasn't ready to be with me. <laughs> I was another thing, right? We weren't ready. And I tell her, I tell her now, if we had hooked up in any shape, form, or fashion, back then we never would have been married. By sh- you guys know what I mean by shape, form, or fashion. If I had talked her, you know, out of her godliness. Because I was, yeah, I was, hey. I had, to, I, had a pa- I had a place. I had, I had, I had. I was by the beach. I had Christmas lights. I had a chimney. I would do like this, and a CD player would come on. <laughs> and then, and then Kenny, and then Kenny would be coming. What's the song he sings? For you, I do it. I was like, oh, how'd that happen? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. Thought I had probably thought I had more game than I actually did. Right? Be like, why don't you come back to my place? Where do you live? Five miles down the street. Really? Just get on my motorcycle. You ride a motorcycle? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. And then God. And then God. So we're not ready for where the Lord is trying to take us. Just like Zach Peckinpah. He thought he was ready. I'm better than these guys. What's the hole up? The hole up is we're not ready. God's trying to get us ready. And how does he get us ready? Through trials and tribulation. That's how he gets us ready. That's how he got Jesus ready. Through trials and tribulation. That's what he was trying to tell the disciples. You're going to go through this. She good? Through trials and tribulation. Tri- so to get us ready, right? <laughs> so he's putting everything in place so that when we get there, that's why I always say there are people waiting for you where you're going. One of her friends, when he came and he prayed with us, he said, there are people waiting, you for, waiting for you where you're going. And I told you this before. Uh, I was talking to a dude uh, that I met, and he was like, if you hadn't started a church, this wouldn't happen, that wouldn't happen, this, this, this. And we, year and a half. He, he, seven things wouldn't have happened if we hadn't been obedient. It's about obedience. So God's trying to get you ready. He's trying to do something. His ways are not our ways. Second thing is to demonstrate your faith and develop your character. To demonstrate your faith and develop your character. Because we, when we look through, can you go to my list with all of the people? When we look through, and these are just a few of the biblical personalities that had divine delays. David. Now, in the last two Psalms, 69.3 and 119, David's like, my throat is dry from crying. Will you do something about this situation? My knees, are, he, he's begging. He's like, Lord, kill these people. They, just kill them. And this is when David was running for Saul. When David was running for Saul, he ran to the enemy. And, and when he got to the enemy, he pretended he was crazy. He didn't know what else to do because he thought they were going to kill him. So he let slob come down his mouth. And he pretended he was crazy. And the dude was like, I got enough crazy dudes. What do I need this dude for? 
And that got him out. But he's like, Lord, do something, do something, do something. Abraham and Sarah. How many years did Abraham wait for the promise? Who knows? How many? Not 10. 14. God made a promise to Abraham when he was 86. You're going to have a son from your lo- You're going to have a son from your loins. 14 years later, he had a son. But in the meantime, procrastination. In the meantime, what happened? His wife said, here, sleep with, my ma- my, sleep with her. That'll get us a baby. We're not listening to God. See, that's the other thing. What goes with procrastination is also when we try to fix it ourselves. What did God say? What's the first directive? The first directive was, I'm going to bless you with a son. You just keep doing what you're doing. He didn't say, go sleep with your nursemaid, your wife's nurse, nursemaid or, 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 or handmaid. He said, I'm going to do this. So you have to operate. We have to walk with expectancy. We have to walk like God's going to do what he promised. When you don't walk, life or death, speaking life, when you don't walk like God's going to do what he promised, then why should he do what he promised? Your faith is your faith. Got to demonstrate your faith. Got to develop your character. So now he got a problem because he got another son that's 14 years old, and then his son comes, and the 14-year-old starts picking on the one, two-year-old. So his wife's like, y'all got to go. And he kicks, she kicks everybody out. Yeah, she but that's a problem that he created. Because if he had said, like Adam, you know, Lord said, do this, and that's what we're going to do. So no. Adam should have said, God said, don't eat that. So put that down. But he didn't do that. Created own problems. Own problems. Right? Or Joseph. How many, how many years did Joseph was, how many years for Joseph? There's 14 years for Joseph too. 17 years old. Got thrown in jail. Got thrown in jail because this is the Lord was walking with him. Man put him in charge of his whole house. Man's wife was like, let's hook up. Joseph's like, no. My master, my, my master did this for me and for me to do that for him? Honor. So she lied. Got thrown in jail. God didn't even hesitate, but if he had hesitated, then he had to have an issue with his wife. So I guess he had to throw, I would have probably thrown him in jail too. <laughs> so he threw him in jail. All for a reason. Why? He was in jail. He got next to the Pharaoh. He became number two man. Fa- a famine in the land. His family needed help. God's putting him in position not only to help his family, but to help his people. God's putting you in position, not only to help yourself, your family, but the body of Christ. But right now, you're not ready. It's a divine delay. How come I can't get a job? God's trying to tell you something. What should you be doing if you're not working? That's what the Lord said to me. What should you be doing if you're not working? Oh, okay. I should be starting a church. (laughs) What should you be doing if if you're not doing... God's trying to do something in your life. And this is the one I like the most. We know about Lazarus. We'll talk about Lazarus later. But Jairus. Who remembers Jairus? Remember the woman with the issue of blood? All right, she's in the crowd. Jesus is walking. She touches Jesus' pants. Jesus is like, somebody just touched me. Peter's like, for real? Me and you, Zandra. For real? For real? For real, Teresa, somebody just touched you? Who... uh, it's a thousand people out here who just, he, and he, somebody just touched me. Jairus came to him before. His synagogue leader said, my daughter's sick. Can you come? And he's going, but he stops to find out who touched him in a crowd, a sea of people. The girl is sick, but Jesus stops to find out. And he walks until, he says, somebody touched me. <laughs> I know somebody touched me. She finally comes out. So they have this dialogue. Meanwhile, the girl dies. So you have to think about this. That was a divine delay. Why did he do that? He did that to help increase that man's faith. Right? Even though the man believed, come, help my daughter. Lord's like, I'm going to take a little more time. I'm going to deal with this situation. She dies. He gets there. He says, don't worry, she's just asleep. Naysayers, all the people around you who don't agree with what you're doing, who don't believe in what you're doing. She's asleep. She ain't asleep. She's dead. Who's this crazy person? That's 
they're, they're popping off, right? Jesus doesn't fry them like I would. What? You fry it, go. He doesn't do that. He doesn't fry them because he's walking in divine confidence. Because he's the son of God. So he goes in. He tells her to get up. She gets up. He says, go get something to eat. <laughs> She's hungry. Feed her. Divine delay. He's doing the same thing in your lives. We were just talking about the house that we're in. The medicine chest, Stephen. The medicine chest falls off the wall. Off the wall in Pastor Trey's bathroom. It falls off the wall. And I was like, oh, you'll understand this. It falls off the wall. And I'm like, oh, God. So I look. And whoever put the medicine chest up, they just put wood screws in. Four wood, that's it. Just four wood screws in. And they kind of screwed them in in a way that when I said, oh, my God, the medicine chest. So I go get anchors. Need to be anchored. So I put the anchors in the holes. So I hold the medicine chest to try to put the screws in. But because they just screwed the screws in anyway, the holes aren't aligned. So now I got to draw new holes put holes in those holes, in the drawings, put anchors in, so I got to do all this. Gotta, and I was like, would it have been so hard just to anchor it? But we're living in this place, and it's falling apart. It's falling apart, so I call, I say, look, huh? So, so, so it's falling apart, so I call and say, well, well, this is what's going on. She's like, I'm going to send a man out to do it. I was like, I, I can do it. It ain't brain surgery. I mean, I guess it was for the other person, but it ain't brain surgery for me, right? But I can do it. Like, no, I'll send somebody else to do it. So the situation, so it's like Paul says, I must be content in whatever situation I find myself because God is doing something. Something's going on. But the enemy, stand up, Steph, but the enemy does this to us. The enemy goes, I have complete control of her because she's off balance. Thank you. <laughs> I have complete control of her because she's off balance. You guys understand what I mean because you do martial arts. The enemy does stuff to us and he has control of us. The medicine cabinet fell. <clears throat> Stupid. And so I start complaining. Zach, Peck and Paul. I'm red shirted. They don't know how good I am. Da -da -da get caught in a sea of negativity. Speak death, poison to my situation. Poison. And then I start believing that crap. I start believing it. And the enemy's got me right where he wants me. Divine delay. So God has to interrupt that sometimes because we don't know. He's saving us from ourselves. A divine delay. He's preparing us, right? To demonstrate your faith and develop your character. Number three, to bless your waiting. Okay, we'll move on. To bless your waiting, right? Because you see God's grace in your waiting. You see God's grace in your waiting. God said he was going to do what he was going to do, miracles. Miracles. So the homework for everybody is I want you to think about, I want you to change your mindset this week. I want you to think about... It ain't that hard. Relax. <laughs> I was like, the homework. Homework? Oh, we got homework. We're doing homework. <laughs> homework, what I want you to do. <laughs> homework, what I want you to do is I want you to see the miracles in life, the, the God miracles in life. So you have to change your, your way of thinking. What are the God miracles in life? That's a, that's a definite miracle after the doctor said A, B, and C. But there are other miracles beside the fact that he wakes you up in the morning. Look for them, and let me know if you see them next Sunday. You will, and then there will be some big ones for some of you because once you start looking for them, then you'll start to see them. And my prayer for this house is that the miracles of the Lord beget miracles. That, that I pray that, that's why I said that, I pray that in my prayer time, that the miracles of this, that the Lord, that's mine. Okay, the, the miracles, the miracles uh, beget miracles, and they beget more miracles, and they beget more miracles, and they beget more miracles. Okay? So I want you to look for the miracles. The Lord wants to bless your waiting. And the last one is for...
for the glorification of the Lord. That's why. That's the why. The glorification. So we, we talk about Lazarus. If you read that story, they say, You're, Lazarus, in the, in the word it says, the one you love is sick. We need you to come right now. Jesus is talking to the disciples. He's like, ah, okay. And he deliberately waits two days, two extra days. So when they get there, so it must have taken a couple days for them to get there because when he gets there, Mary and Martha, his sisters, are like, Lord, if you had been here. And see, this is the thing. If you had been here, he never would have died. Well, I'm here now. If he never would have died then, then he never would have died now. That's what I'm thinking, right? But we don't think like that. Lord, if you had been here, this wouldn't have happened. Well, if he could do it then, then he can do it now. Yeah, right? So he goes to the tomb, and she's like, he's been in there four days. He's going to stink. I'm like, whoa, that's a big deterrent, right? <laughs> he's, been in, he's been in there four days, right? So, so he waited two days, and then it must have taken two extra days to get there because it's four days. Right, Calista, four days he's been in the tomb. So he must have died right when they said he's sick. Lord, and he had to know that. He had to know that. If you can't hear my voice, just trust my plan. I am the Lord. I see you. And yes, I understand. So he goes and he raises him from the dead. And Jesus gets glorified, i.e., God gets glorified. God wants to be glorified in everything that we do. So, Pastor Darrell, you can't be jumping out when people spit on your car, <laughs> talking about, I'll put you in the dirt. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I wanted to, but I stopped myself because <laughs> I was mad. I was mad. It was just, I just couldn't believe the audacity of that dude. Right? You can't be saved by Josh and Jess and Costco when old ladies kick you and then, then look at you like, I'm like, if you weren't an old lady, I would put you in this garbage can. <laughs> Pastor Yes, I, you know. Yeah, this, it, yeah, I'm working. I'm a work in progress. We all we're a work in progress. For God's glorification. It's for God's glorification because this is the thing. This is the thing. When we get out there, what's the difference between us and them? We're saved. How do they know that? Yo, if we if we doing, you know, Jaeger bombs and if we do <laughs> nobody knows what a Jaeger bomb is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we y'all say folk, y'all say folks don't know Jaeger bombs. If we doing Jaeger bombs and then we're doing a black and tan after that, two or three, and we're like, yeah, I, you know, I'm yeah, Jesus, that's my man. Yeah, I love that guy. You know, how are we different? There's a difference between what is holy and what is common. And it's not, not saying that we can't have fun, not saying that we can't be, have fun, but there's a difference. And we have to manifest a difference because, and I don't know who said this, I don't know where it came from, because Christ in you may be the only time that person sees God. And what makes you different? And I'll use, my, I'll use my, my neighbor as an example. She's like this thin, but she has this robe, and it, it, it drives me bananas when she wears it. And the robe is like here. Yes, it's this white robe, and she comes outside. And I'm like, really? <laughs> what? what? What are we talking about? Well, baby, I need to, okay, I can't, okay, wait, I need to go get my wife. Because it, it just, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and, and I am, she goes to church. She tries to go on first Sundays, but she, I'm, and I'm, she gets lit at 8 in the morning. When we take Dot to school at 8, it's like up in smoke, that movie. I, I am not kidding you. She gets, I mean, I'm blasted, and I'm like, what is going on? I told you about the time Pastor Teresa got a contact high, didn't I tell you that? 
<laughs> I don't know. We t- we recording. No, that never happened. I'm lying. That no. Stop. Prank caller. Josh said that. Josh said that. Um, so, <laughs> thank you, Josh. Yet again, saving the pastor. Um, so, when she does certain things, and she's and she's she's my she's what the Lord is using to hone me. This is how we get into the how. How does the Lord do it? I don't have it up there because I'm just going to tell you. How? Oh, yes, I do. It doesn't matter. Because he will invariably use somebody that you cannot stand. Yeah, Zandra. He will invariably just use somebody that you cannot stand to hone you into who he wants you to be. So my neighbor, and, and I, my mom came, my mom came, and when my mom came, my mom is like this one. Pastor Teresa, talk to everybody. Everybody's a friend. I came home one day, and my mom and lady up front, was, she was in my house. Yes. I walked to the door, and I was like, and Teresa was like, okay, okay. <laughs> And I was like, because <laughs> I was about to, I'm like, and so I was like, what's she doing in my house? My mom said, I invite her. I said, why? 1759, where you live? It's my house. Well, she, I was like, you couldn't talk to her in the yard? It's a, a huge yard between her house and our house. And I just, and that was wrong. I think, okay, was it? Okay, yeah. It was wrong. <laughs> but, the Lord is using, and I, and I realize the Lord is using her to hone me because the robe, like, and, oh, and she'll do stuff like when, Pastor, when she knows Pastor Teresa ain't there, she'll come knock on the door. Dara, baby. I'm like, why you got the robe? I just put, some, put some clothes on. Can you come? No, no, no. I can't get the water out of your car. No. I'm not going to do it, God. No, no. No! <laughs> the Lord will use these people to, to make sure you're obedient. This is the thing. So the other night, God's been talking to me, and I do Lyft and Uber, right? So the Lord, and Uber is more lucrative. Lyft is, the people are nicer, but you know, it's, so I get ready to go out Friday. It's Friday. And the Lord says, do Lyft. I was like, what? Come on, dude, I'm trying to get paid. We got to pay that car. No, we got insurance. Come on, man. We gotta, I'm trying to get paid. Do Lyft. And I was like, uh, okay. So I do Lyft. Turn it on. It's not working. So I'm sitting in the car. Start the car. Get ready to go. Put my little Lyft sign in. I got a Lyft sign. I got an Uber sign. Put the Lyft sign in. And so I said, Lord, it's not working. I don't know what to do. Do Lyft. And I was like, so I do Lyft again. And it's not connecting, so, that, so nothing's popping up. So I'm driving, and I'm like, okay. I was like, Lord, I, I was like, okay, Lord. So then I started to pray. I was like, Lord, you told me to do lift. I tried to do lift. I don't know what to do now. I am just going to sit here for a minute. And that's what I did. I sat in the car. I was in the middle of the street, actually. <laughs> sat in the car. It was late. I mean, I, uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I think I'm going to just do, try Uber. Dialogue, right, because God talks to some people audibly, and I was like, I push go online. Boop! Lady comes up. She, as soon as I push it, boop, she pops it, then she calls. She goes, Mr. Darrell, we're at the Sizzler on da-da-da-da-da. I was like, oh, Manchester, I'll be right there. I go get her. Not only did they tip me, $20, $20, which people never tip. It was like a $50 ride. And I was like, okay, God. So after I dropped him off, I prayed in the car. And the Lord said, I just wanted to see if you would do what I said. Think about that. I just want to see if you do what I said, because if you do, I got to go home early because <laughs> I was like, I got 50, you know, I mean, I, I did a little bit more, but then I just want to see if you'll do what I said. How? 
You got to deal with those people. How? You got to be patient with them. How? You can say, you know what? I can't. I'll come later when you put some clothes on. I'll come later. All right. Or yes. Okay. Yes. I'll get the water out of your car. Yes. Uh, you know. And anything she asks me to do, I ultimately say yes. After I scream no like five million times, but I ultimately say yes because it's the Lord ordaining, and I know. Because she she goes, young pastor, young pastor. She used to call me Daryl. Now she calls me young pastor. Everything's young pastor. So I'm like, Lord, she sees that I'm different. But even though she can't help herself, she's trying to see if I'm going to respond the same way, like the people in our neighborhood, right? She's trying to see how the young pastor is going to respond to her in her robe. She's trying to see how the young pastor is going to respond when somebody's popping off, when she's popping off. She's trying to see how. And that's what God's trying to do, divine delay. Divine delay. We are in that place for this time because God is not only preparing us for where we're going, he's affecting the people around us. You are in the place where you are on your jobs. You are in the place where you are in your life. You're in the place where you are where you're living. You're in the place where you are right now because God is trying to prepare you for where he's taking you. God's not going to send you out ill-prepared. We go ill-prepared because we don't want to do what God says. But God's not going to send you out ill-prepared. God tries to set us up for success. But when we interfere like Sarah and Abraham, then we're ill-prepared and we get out and we're not ready for what we encounter. Because some of us, after a big whooping, will quit. Zach, Peckinpah, dejected, broken. But he did that. He didn't listen. He didn't listen to his father. He didn't listen to the people around him. He listened to himself. I'm going to be in the NFL. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yes, you will, but God's got to prepare you for it. God's got... <laughs> wise counsel to myself? No. God's got to, God's got to, pre- God's got to prepare, <laughs> God's got to prepare you for it. Listen, uh, 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 God's preparing you, uh, 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 God's preparing you, that hurt, uh, uh, God's preparing you, uh, God's preparing you. It's a divine delay. So when things aren't working out the way you want, you have to ask the Lord. Lord, is this a divine delay? If it is, help me through it. Show me what to do. Show me how to get through this. Show me how to deal with this. Give me the patience for this. But the thing is, when you ask for those kinds of things, Lord, I want patience. You want patience? Okay. I'm going to send you a situation so you can be patient. God wants to make you better than even you can imagine. Yes, yes, yes. Right? God wants to make you better than even you can imagine. Stephanie said it today. So everything that you're going through right now, no matter how hard it is, no matter what it looks like, God is preparing you for that next thing. And when that next thing comes, I already told you. I already told you, and I I think I already see it, and I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm going to be jumping up and down when you come and tell. God's preparing you for that next thing, preparing you for the next job, preparing you for your mate. God had to send me through to get me ready because I was not ready. God had to put me through to to get ready for her, to be ready to cover her, to be ready to step in front. Because I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> if something happens, I'm running, so you be prepared to run too, okay? Right? <laughs> I would say that. But God had to prepare me, not only for her, but for her family. Right? So God's preparing you for the next thing, the next house. The next, he's preparing us to move. I'll just close with this. He's preparing us to move. Every time we come into this, this place, Something's not right. Something's wrong. We're upset. Da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, into this building. But this building is not halal. We are halal. We bring the presence of the Lord with us into this place. And when we leave this place, right before we leave this place, 
there will be a contentment that we have. Well, you know what? And it'll be ready, it'll be time to go. That's what's going to happen. It's a divine delay. What you have to do is recognize the difference between your delay and divine delay. What's the difference between your delay and divine delay? We delay ourselves a lot, right? Amen?